If you like this podcast and would like to support us, please rate, comment, and subscribe. And also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. And now it's time to get a unique slant on current events from your favorite half-Asian couple. Get ready to know what's happening in the world today with your host, Shane and Nico. Really awkward, dumb intro that we always do whenever we come in. We yep. can't intro right. Um, we get our names mixed up because I forget what my name is sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so yeah, we are here for episode 31 of what's happening, you know, very clever name there. Mm-hmm. Um, or episode 31 when you're turning 31. I know, right? It wasn't even planned that way. It just kind of was like, oh shit. <laughs> it's crazy how that, how that all aligned. I guess, uh, I guess God has a plan for me. Yes. You, you and Carr, I think are the same age. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're a month apart. Whoa. Yeah, I turned That's 21 good. last month. Or uh, 31, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, That's me at the gas station still trying to order beer. Uh, 21, uh, 30, I don't know. That's funny. Uh, all right. So, yeah, uh, this is pretty much a, um, well, just with any of our podcasts, we just talk about whatever. We do have topics we want to talk about. Yeah. But um, maybe you should introduce who's here for now. Oh, yeah. I'm really because Because we'll have people probably coming in, hopefully, uh, some more people. Um, but yeah, for now, we have a car from the Friends Against Government podcast, which uh, we were just talking about the latest one that you got. Well, not the la- not your podcast, but the one you guys did with uh, Pete, which was just that was that was a great one. Hilarious. Uh, I tried not to laugh so much because I was at work listening to it. So I don't want to like, you know, be that weird weirdo who's laughing at work. Um, and then we have uh, Jake from Tasting Anarchy and also the guy that pretty much made the whole Childerberg thing happen. Yeah, well, I, I tried. Car inspired it, and uh, I just uh, caught the pass and took it to the finish line, or whatever yeah. whatever the football analogy is. Yeah, it was more of a handoff. I don't know how far <laughs> oh, I got okay. that pass, but yeah, yeah, yeah it was definitely <laughs> you did the legwork. Okay, well, he's uh, like yeah. uh, <laughs> um, through the pass, and, then, and I did a triple jump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we have the peaceful treason guys back on us with their audio a lot better than last time. Yes, yes, hey. yes. Yeah, and, and also with his uh, broken arm, uh, not from masturbating too much, but not the coast. Um, that's, our that's video my... has already been demonetized because I said masturbating. So I have a cover story. What is that? Oh, the bike wreck is the cover story. Well, you were oh. masturbating while riding a bike. So. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not advisable. Of course. As long as you wear a helmet, it, it's all all's fair. Bicycle or motorcycle? I will say, uh, just as it was a, it was a uh, mountain bike. So oh, it's okay. half, halfway between, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I, I will say a helmet has saved my life three times. So if you're listening out there, don't, don't ever ride a bike or a motorcycle without a, without a helmet. That's interesting. I've, I've, always, I've had this debate a many a time by myself cause I ride bicycles very frequently and I just recently got a motorcycle and I read online all the time, like the debate where people are like, well, yeah, but it changes your spatial awareness and you and you're more likely to get a neck injury, but at the same time, you're going, you're like 30% less likely to die if you're wearing a helmet. So like, that's also a really nice number. So it's an interesting debate. Is that, is that a motorcycle statistic or bicycle? Both bicycle. So bicycles though, they break it down by like riding urban and riding 
like rural. Yeah. So like my my writing experience on a bicycle is mostly riding out in the middle of nowhere. So uh, on a bicycle, and because I rode I rode almost 500 miles from Southern Illinois to Northern Illinois, and then back. Wow. And there's it's beautiful. There's, beautiful this time it's, of year. It's beautiful, and there's nothing there. I feel I feel a little. Wait, were you being serious? Is yeah, Illinois yeah. beautiful this time of year? Oh, it is. Yeah, it's it's beautiful all the time. It, it's oh, it's okay. just I mean it's flat, but it's but it's it's just it's really interesting to drive through all these like cities that are totally abandoned or towns that are totally abandoned. And uh, okay, so we are we are talking about the same state. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's bizarre, but it's 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 a it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's wow. a great ride, and the and the roads are, I wouldn't say well maintained, but they're maintained enough to ride a bicycle on. I I would say the only thing that I might do without a helmet on a bicycle would be like gravel trails, mm -hmm. uh, anything urban or anything mountain bike. Yeah. Yeah. You won't catch me dead on without a helmet yeah. for sure. And that, that's, that's definitely a decision I kind of made was when I looked at the statistics and I was like, I could hurt my neck. That's possible. But <laughs> death seems bad. But then again, like I am religious. So yeah, you know, at the same time, I, I don't know. But I also expect to live to be like two or three hundred years old. So <laughs> You've, I've heard you say that a number of times in the last few days. Actually. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I, uh, I am get, I am going to go to heaven, but it's going to be a couple hundred years. Right. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, of course, you're going to wear a helmet in urban areas. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm joking around. Uh, and then uh, we also have uh, Eric. What's going on, man? Uh, not much. I almost forgot that this was going on. I looked at the time and I was like, oh yeah, eight o'clock. How dare you? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Happy pre-birthday, by the way. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. The last time that, uh, that we did this, uh, we had Scott Horton, Pete Raymond and Eric July. And I, I almost, I need to do this on my birthday. So I'm kind of doing this to just remind myself. And then when I listen to it again to make sure everything was good, I'm going to hear it. But I need to I need to share that part where uh, Scott Horton talks shit about Episode Eight, Star Wars Episode Eight. Yeah, <laughs> it's like every, so every time it's my birthday, it's like I have to share that because it's just it's hilarious. Well, it's good to it's good to see that you're on the right trajectory, going from uh, Pete and Scott Horton uh, <laughs> to uh, to all of us. It's, it sounds like you're you're going in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a total yeah. step up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about I was thinking about next time inviting Charlie Kirk and yeah. uh, those guys. So, you know, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. There, there, not enough boomers around for all, all of us, I guess. Yeah, I know, right? Boomers. <laughs> we we always boom the podcast whenever you know, like our audio doesn't oh, yeah. sound good, or the video, or the internet, or you know, our our guest or, or something. You know, I don't hey know. Now. Hey now. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you specifically. <laughs> right. <laughs> or I was it? I wasn't naming any names, but the, you know, those PT guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 hey, what's up, guys? Oh, you're here. Oh, shit. Even I just, oh, fuck. When's your, when is your actual birthday? It's on Wednesday. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, it's today. Yes, yes. Yeah. Wait, wait, release. nod, nod. Yeah. Weirds knit day. Yeah. Weird. 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 Weirdness day. <laughs> hump day, as they say. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or mm -hmm. hemp day, if you want to be real crazy. We didn't want to do a live stream during the Democratic debate, just in case everyone was covering those. <laughs> nope, not here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have. I don't have like regular TV. I guess it's live stream now. Yeah. But I usually look for a summary. 
All right, we're gonna take a few moments to talk about our sponsor, Infinite CBD. Infinite CBD has some of the cleanest CBD available. CBD is derived from cannabis, but without the THC, meaning there's no psychoactive reaction in the body, only the health benefits. I personally love the Asteroid CBD gummies because they work fast and they taste great. I found that using Infinite CBD reduces my anxiety and stress levels and even helps me sleep better. I personally use the freezing topical point cream on my neck and back because I'm tall and I have tall people problems and my neck and back hurts pretty much every single day. So I use it to calm the pain and it works great. So yeah, really appreciate it, Infinite CBD. Now, if you want to have any of these products, make sure you use our promo code HAPA10, H-A-P-A, and the number 10 to get 10% off your order. Again, go to infinitecbd.com and use promo code HAPA10 for 10% off your order. All right, let's get back into the show. I, I, well, I think the last one that had him on... Uh, it was in, like on Twitter, too. Oh, yeah, Like it yeah, was right. live streamed on Twitter. Yeah, gross. <laughs> yeah, gross, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I mean, going so far out of my way to watch like the 2012 and 2016 LP debates. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like you'd like stream like God RT or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they were on RT. Yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. You know, it's crazy the when you like you were talking about the LP debates and the Democrat debates and I guess just all of them really. You kind of know the differences in terms of like what the topics are. So you know the Democrats are like so what about this immigration? We guys talk think about that. You know reparations. We think about slavery reparations. Yeah, I believe in that. And then like you know libertarians. Uh, do you think we should have driver licenses? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, put down the hammer. Jesus. Yeah, all right. Uh, you know and, what Trump... Uh, do you, and do you know where Aleppo is? Oh, God damn it. Again. <laughs> you know what Trump should do? He, he should hold a Republican debate, and it's just him up there, like, refuting his own <laughs> tweets or something. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, no, Bill, Bill Weld has to be there, too, because, you know, he's a Republican going against Trump, which is right. That's gonna happen. Is that is that real? Is that real? Yeah, that is yeah, real. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Well, said, I'm a libertarian for life. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure you are. What's also real is that he also showed up to Porkfest for some unknown reason. <laughs> did anybody talk to him? <laughs> I guess a whole bunch of people did. You know, Wait, everybody, you know Bill Weld. LP butt sharks. Bill Weld is like the 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 reason I was before tasting anarchy, before Childeberg and all that sort of stuff, I got mentioned on uh, Lines of Liberty because I somehow dug up this old thing that he had written or mentioned and I was like well this is a you know they used to do John's on and John's off and I was like well this, yes. is, a build, this is a build well John's on because he did actually say this thing is pretty good 30 years ago yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're so you're digging up something from the past like you know everyone else does with tweets and all that yeah exactly exactly I, I was just I was like digging into this guy going like how how did he how did this happen what is going on here yeah <laughs> especially since i was so big into gary johnson the first time he ran too i was the i was the uh head of the gary johnson campaign in virginia beach and oh. so i was i was big time into gary johnson and then the second time around i was like something happened like I, and you know to get into conspiracies and stuff like that i was like well maybe he got abducted or <laughs> And like, this is like a body double or something well, because he is so different. 
or, or too much weed, maybe. Like maybe this is the argument for <laughs> making weed illegal. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense. He, you know, wasn't he the governor of New Mexico? No, Area Fifty One in New Mexico. You know, that's true. That yeah, that is true. Yeah. So, so maybe I, it was doctor. weird. Yeah, I mean, he was so different from it, and I don't know. I don't know what happened. It, I think it was, it was just so a. Weird. I think it was a function of just more exposure. That's I mean, awesome. you just got to see a lot more of him, and he yeah. and. It's like if you know you're going to be in the media once every two months or something like that, you know, it's a little bit easier to cover up uh, some, you know, flaws, I guess. Would be yeah. One way to put it. Well, and the other thing, too, I think e even libertarians, I think, are subject to this is that the mainstream media did paint him as a complete moron. Yeah. Now, now at the same time, he didn't handle it well. Like the, the best way to have handled, not. The, you know, the Aleppo thing would have been to just been like, why should the president of the United States have to know where Aleppo is? All I know is that we shouldn't be engaged in military conflict in Syria. And we also have so many programs that have like these types of names where it's Aleppo or FEMA or, you know, the IRS or any of these types of anagram names, you know. You could easily mistake Aleppo as one of those, and you go like, "Look, we have too many programs like this. I can't keep them straight, and yeah. too many crazy named countries with all these people that name their stuff all these weird things." So yeah, yeah, but Jake, yeah. Jake, Jake, the question wasn't where is Aleppo. The yeah. question was what is Aleppo. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, his question was what it's is much Aleppo. The the question that the other guy had was what should we do about Aleppo, and he should have said nothing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, that's a good. That's a safe nothing. libertarian answer. Uh, yeah, not really yeah, much. Yeah, when? That, when? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when is Aleppo? <laughs> no, I, I think I think what he should have said was, "What should we do with those lepers? I mean, we should just nuke them. I mean, <laughs> fuck them lepers." Well, yeah, and that kind of thing works for Trump. So, like, <laughs> yeah, just leans yeah. into the microphone, nuke them, nuke them, <laughs> nuke them. Yeah. <laughs> not literally fuck them though, because you'll get a disease. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want your dick hey. falling off. Yeah. <laughs> Shane, yeah. you should uh, you should sneak Aleppo onto your backdrop there. That'd you know, we should do that. That'd be great. Just the like little red marker. With Just the Aleppo. Aleppo. Well, I, I was thinking about like circling <laughs> Russia because you know Russia's a big topic. You know, Russia. Yeah, it's a big Russia. You know, because it does say Russia, Russia. And yeah. Russia's the biggest one up there. I'm concerned. Yeah, about yeah. That. what's uh, going on here, guys? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're not and... sponsored by Russia. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You that kind of reminds me of an old uh, Kids in the Hall bit where uh, Dave Thomas is up there and he's got the lights around Russia and he goes, nobody's talking about Russia anymore. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> what was that, like in the 90s? Yeah. 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 Sorry, old dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know you're talking about. Yeah. That was like the, um, that was pretty much like the Canadian SNL, really. Yep. CTV, pretty much. It was SCTV. I can't remember. Probably SCTV. One of those. All right, we're going to take a few moments to talk about a big supporter of our show, Libertarian Country, for all of your political apparel needs. That's libertariancountry.com, and they have everything liberty-related on t-shirts, sweatshirts, tank tops, long sleeve shirts, baby clothes, bumper stickers, hats. They have so many different options now. They even sell books. That's right. So if you use our promo code HAPA, H-A-P-A, and you'll get 10% off your order. Again, HAPA. So don't forget to go to libertariancountry.com and use our promo code HAPA. All right, let's get back into the show. So what were some of the topics that, because like I said, we had some topics that we wanted to kind of- Oh, well, um, it doesn't really matter, but- Throw into the, you know, in the, the throw a grenade. Hey, here you I just, take this. Yeah, speaking of a gr grenade, I just, I just thought this headline was interesting. Um, 
today it says uh, TSA finds a missile launcher in a man's checked bag at BWI. Yeah, that wouldn't fit in the uh, overhead bin for sure. You had to check that. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Do I check my AT4 right here? Or... He was coming back from Kuwait. And he oh, was... well. Yeah, I mean, it's a natural souvenir, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's, a, that's an antique. It's an artifact. That, that was, his, uh, that was his, uh, um, his pitch to make nukes legal here in America. He's from Texas, of course. Oh, yeah, Texas. Oh, of course. Of course. Oh, that, <laughs> I'm surprised either, either. they caught it. Like, they don't catch shit ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they always catch the, they always catch like the most ridiculous stuff. Like, like soap. Yeah, like, you know, razor, you're razor. soap. No soap. You're going to make a bomb out of soap. Oh, my God. I'm fresh and clean. Thanks a lot, soap bomber. Yeah, yeah I got I got pulled out from TSA because I had a bar of soap in my bag. I've gotten pulled out multiple times for having, like, liquid, like, too much liquid in, in like, a container. Yeah. So, like, face moisturizer or, like, whatever. <laughs> like, that kind of thing. You know, you know, one of the things that TSA does that is my grandma is, like, 98 years old. And they pull her out for a pat down every single time she flies, and it's she's ninety eight. She's like an old lady, and Honestly, she's like four nine. She's a tiny, <laughs> tiny old lady. To me, that that is the most suspicious person. Yes. Though. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> one, I, Wait a second. What are you doing on an airplane? <laughs> yeah, that that's actually Muhammad uh, in the uh, in the old lady makeup. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to kind of put this into perspective a little bit, the very first time I ever flew was when my family moved to Virginia. I flew out early to see my dad, and in my carry-on, I had all of my knives. Nice. And they didn't care. Now, this is pre-2001, so this was before 9-11. Yeah, before 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. It was but ridiculous. I, 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 had, I had, like, large hunting knives, 12-inch hunting knives and things like that, all in my bag. And, and uh, you know, the Stanley knives and, like, the and Leathermans and all those types of things is – so in my family, when your teeth fall out, you don't get money. You get, like, knives – and things like that. So, uh, so like you'd wake up with like a knife under your pillow. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, and so I had all these different knives and the different times I lost teeth and things like that. And, uh, I remember bringing them and then I remember another time we traveled and telling my dad, Oh, I'm going to bring these knives with me. And he was, he was like, Oh, well you can't bring those anymore. And I was like 13 or 14. It was right after nine 11. I was like, Oh, I, I guess that makes sense. I can't bring these. And he's like, well, you can probably check them. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but that costs extra money. And and, uh, you, yeah. And then you go through the air, you know, the airport and the security, and they're like, okay, we're going to take these knives. Hey, where are you taking my knives at? Don't yeah. Worry. We're going to put them in a secure location. Right. Or, <laughs> and you'll never yeah. see them again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, or like when they threw out my cool shotgun fire lighter that I got when I was in Ireland, I was so pissed off. They're like, yeah, you can't, you can't bring, you can't bring lighters on the plane. And I was like, but it's cool. It's shaped like a shotgun. <laughs> That's helping your case. Yeah. <laughs> really right, right, right. Do, uh -oh, do, the do other Eric's here. Hey, Eric. Oh, and by the There's... way, we're like, I think we're wearing the same shirt, buddy. Oh, he's rocking. Oh. He's <laughs> rocking the Childerberg shirt. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would hilarious if every single one of us had a Childerberg. <laughs> I considered it. I, I really did. Yeah. Not gonna lie, I was kind of half expecting it. Uh, <laughs> unless you unless you have button down shirts, uh, I I can't wear it because I, oh, I literally, yeah. I literally you, cannot get into a. Uh, over the handlebars, mountain biking, head first. Well, shoulder first, technically. <laughs> okay, button-down oh. shirt, noted. 
Did you yeah. feel did, when you uh, when you landed? Did you feel a, a loud or did you hear a loud snap? No, I, I didn't realize I had wrecked until I was standing up after the wreck, and I was like, "What the hell just happened?" <laughs> it happened so fast, I didn't even have that like "oh shit" moment. Huh. Uh, I hit the ground, rolled, stood up, and I was in a moment of like shock. And then thirty seconds later, I was in intense pain. That's so, like when Trump became yeah. president. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly the, the same. <laughs> what the hell just? And then we were in intense pain. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, fuck, my shoulder's hurting. Oh god. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, so I gotta, what? I gotta check out little baby screaming. So I'll, right. I'll check you guys later. All right, Greetings, man. Thanks for coming in. Later. I was about to ask. Yeah. It's like I know that's not mine. <laughs> Having some uh, lovely wine uh, oh. in, our, in our cups. Um, and she she has some too. What is it? What is it called? Sauvignon Blanc. So, yeah, that one. Oh, Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, that's Ooh. good stuff. I I've got a I've got a nice red blend from Lodi that I'm drinking. Nice. Yep. I, this is actually this is like one of the well this brand is one of the first ones that we did on Tasting Anarchy and my tastes have changed slightly but it's still not bad especially for as cheap as it is. Yeah, because usually cheap alcohol is usually not the greatest. Yeah, well, that's, that's one of the great things about wine is that it can be. Yeah, yeah. It, it, can, it can be inexpensive because if it's a if it's an area that is not known very well, you can get really good deals. Uh, like Al like Alabama. All <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, or, great or, or, wine. <laughs> or Lodi, California, where it's like it's the Central Valley. Nobody knows where Lodi is unless you're from the area, and it's they they traditionally make a lot of bulk wine. But it's it is California. It is it's got great terroir or Texas even. Texas has got good deals too. So keep that in mind. Yeah, well, you might also know where Lodi is if you're a fan of uh, Sons of Anarchy. That's right. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Or Green's Clearwater Revival. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. Yep, that works too. <laughs> and, and and that song is true. Like if you're stuck in Lodi, it's not the best. <laughs> but it's not great. <laughs> Yeah, it's in the name, low die. You're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're low and you're going to die. <laughs> um, so the next topic that we were wanting to uh, throw out there was this whole, uh, I guess, police pulling you over to reward you for good driving in Phoenix. That is bonkers. Uh, that, that it's, it's funny because you know, what if like you get pulled over, you're like, oh fuck, I gotta deal yeah. with these assholes. And then like, no, it's okay. Or here's a free, here's a free drink coupon. Oh, fuck you. Like, yeah. Come on. Well, I want to see if anybody act like what if somebody gets pulled over that has like pot or an open container of alcohol or something like that and gets a ticket. Like, I want to see that. I because then you're just like, this is completely. So if, yeah. if you guys look into this story, because it was one that like my initial reaction was like, I swear to God, I would kill somebody if I was pulled over and they gave me a free drink ticket. <laughs> but if you look into it, they weren't actually pulling over. They weren't pulling over cars. They were pulling over like people on bicycles. Mm. <laughs> Oh, that's random. That's yeah. not any better. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I was on a bicycle and they pulled me over, it would be like, but and I I ride a really weird bicycle, so I'd be like, God damn it! Now I have to get back up to speed. But a uh, really weird bicycle. What? Can so you you're saying on? I still wouldn't qualify. <laughs> I I ride a recumbent, so like I'm, laying, oh I'm yeah, so I'm laying back on the bicycle. Is it like twenty? Like, is it like twenty-seven <laughs> feet long to support your frame? <laughs> we pretty close. I I did have I had to order a custom front boom so that my leg would reach the end. It's like but, telescopic. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, but it, it takes forever to get up to speed. So if I was up to like twenty-five miles an hour on it and somebody pulled me over, I'd be so pissed off. <laughs> 
But at the same time, I'd be I like, love to see that. Yeah, Officer, I'm going to need a push start. Yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> I want to see uh, Jake and Mason in a, a, a doubles recumbent bike. Doubles recumbent, those? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That'd be tandem, tandem recumbent. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, I'd love that. So, you know, I didn't dig deep into the story. I just thought that They whole... deleted their tweets and stuff. I saw oh, that. yeah. Because it said, oh, uh, that's not how it's supposed to be. You know, the cops have to, uh, you know, they, basically the, the cops were like, oh, that's not what we were saying. You got to do like, oh, okay, cool. We'll delete the tweet. Um, so why were they starting this in the first place? Because I didn't really look into it. It was I'm supposed dumb. to be community outrage because yeah. it's one of the police departments in Arizona that killed some innocent kid this year. Um, one of like three or four in Arizona that like, I think if I remember correctly, it was it was the Tucson PD that was doing this, and like they killed some nine year old back in February. So mm-hmm. like this is like supposed to be community outrage, and then it's like it blows up, and they got hardcore ratioed, and not just like ratio ratioed. Like the comments were like a hundred to one, like go fuck yourselves, you piece of shit pigs. Yeah. Like yeah. it was like oh my, like wow, like y'all just like have like just completely tone deaf. Like, was it was it as bad as the U.S. Army's uh, ratioed tweet? No, because they deleted it. They didn't leave it up the way the U.S. Army did for like an entire week. So, oh, no, it was it, so it great. Okay. <clears throat> Have you guys ever I mean, read the, the quality of the commentation? Like the commentary was of that same caliber. It just there wasn't as much of it. Nice. Have you guys ever read Jeff D- Jeff Dice did an article a couple of years ago, and I think that Tom Woods featured it on his show. Uh, it's called "Whatever Happened to the Peace Officer?" Yes. It, it's a really very good article and it kind of goes into like, you know, the way that a lot of us culturally think of the police is like Andy Griffith, where he's right. just like, you know, you got the town drunk or you got the, the guy who is, you know, it's actually a bad example, but the guy who beats his wife <laughs> regularly or whatever. <laughs> but you, you've got these like characters in your community and it's a small community and the, and the police officer is doesn't he goes around actually one of the episodes of andy griffith was that uh he and uh he and barney fife had to like fight over at one point the one bullet that the police officers had yeah they each only had one bullet like to between the two of them and and it's just that was a shtick from the show barney was never allowed more than one bullet he was supposed to keep in his pocket Oh, is that, is that yeah, yeah, yeah? Because the character was not trustworthy enough with a gun. Okay, okay, that so that was the deal. So, yeah, and and you know, this is the this is the shtick that we kind of are brought up with, especially like probably you, Eric, you and I are, have a, a very similar upbringing in that regard. Is that like the police are just kind of there to help you, you know? And I did, I grew up in a small town. I had police officers that were uh, friendly. Like every every time uh, Star Trek Voyager came on, I was driven home afterward by. Uh, Officer Cope, who lived in our neighborhood, and would drive me home afterward at, at eleven o'clock or whatever at night, and it was a good relationship. But it was a small community. But then you get into this type of thing where you're in a community of several thousand people, and they are. Um, and actually, I think that a really great example of this is that this new sh- that when they're on HBO, they're kind of coming up with the, uh, that new version of The Watchmen, where all the police uh, wear masks. And, and that's kind of the world that we live in is that the, the police have kind of become anonymous. They do have badge numbers and stuff like that. But like for the most part, they kind of look the same. They're all kind of roided out looking dudes with tattoos and stuff like that. And, um, and, and even if they're not, it's sort of hard to tell which officer was what. And 
they have kind of lost sight of being peace officers and have become enforcement officers. And that's kind of a different, a different thing is it used to be that like the, the officer was a part of the community and he was there to kind of maintain peace in the community. Whereas now they're not necessarily a part of the community. They're there to enforce the federal or the state laws and, and, and raise revenue. And, and that's kind of, I think what is, is kind of, push a lot of this distrust of the police is that they are not community members anymore. And I, and I, and things like this, where they, where they're offering like free drinks at circle K, which circle K is like, I mean, I actually like circle K because it's really, yeah, but it's, it's seven 11, but it's like really shitty, cheap seven 11. And, <laughs> yeah. and I, and I, and I like them because their, their drinks are really cheap. It's like 79 cents for like the fullest size. And, uh, and at, 7-Eleven, even for a refill, it's like 89 cents. So like, come on, I'm going to save 10 cents and go to Circle K. But uh, you, 7-Eleven. Yeah, but, you. but Circle K is like, it's just not the greatest thing ever. I don't know what they have in Arizona. Maybe Circle K is bigger there. Actually, I bought my first ever Star Trek comic from Circle K. But <laughs> <laughs> that aside, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I mean, that's kind of what we've lost is that you've got now police trying to do these kind of gimmicks in order to win back the trust of their community when they should be in the they should be in the business of being part of the community and that's how not even necessarily law enforcement but peacekeeping should be is is laws this is something that has come kind of come to my attention i've been thinking of, uh, of recently is that laws are a lifestyle they're not a bureaucratic mess and if, if they cannot enforce uh, a lifestyle or if you do not adopt the lifestyle into your own personal self, it's, it's, not a, it's not a law that can be enforced. And this is very, very apparent in the inner city is it doesn't matter what drugs are illegal. People are going to do the drugs that they want to do. And the economy is going to wrap itself around what works for that situation. And it doesn't matter if you've got, you know, jackboot thugs with pop metal badges or whatever coming in and uh enforcing these laws is people are going to still do what they want people are going to get crack if they want crack people are going to get pot if they want pot people are going to get alcohol if they want alcohol and we learned that during prohibition so Amen, brother it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense for these people to be elevated to the point where they're some sort of hero of the community they need to be part of the community right right so, that so was jake only ever true in the like Mayberry towns, that yeah, that, I, scenario, I just, yeah. that never existed anywhere outside of Mayberry. Right. Yeah, and even 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 in the Mayberry towns, it didn't exist all the time. It was it, a lot of times they took over and they controlled the town. Yep, and uh, that's like, why we need competition. Back, yeah, well, also if you look back at the history of policing, like they started as slave catchers, <laughs> like mm -hmm. that's where the history starts from. No, it's a it's an antagonistic relationship from the jump. Right. Incentive structures are completely screwed. Like, there's no yeah. fixing it. Yeah, I mean, and Mayberry, like, and just kind of to reinforce that point is, is Mayberry is a fictitious town. That's the way it should work. It doesn't work that way. But <laughs> uh, I spent I spent a lot of time growing up in it's a town the, of 700 in North Carolina, and we had a really awful cop for a while, and the town yeah. just like voted him out, and then instituted this really lazy guy that nobody ever saw for like years. That cop was actually a great cop. <laughs> Yeah, I would be totally fine with an all canine force of cops. Just, yeah. just, just good old Dargos. That's it. I'd be cool. Yeah, you, def you definitely see a lot of. Uh, I think I might actually see a lot of uh, bitten necks and a lot of uh, 
Yeah, I was about to say, I think I'd prefer cats because they're just going to fuck off and do whatever they want. They're not going like, to make all your dogs crap. might actually get in. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Oh, wait, what? Wait, why aren't you sharing any of that? Uh, that was like a really yeah. cheesy 80s series, like Cat Cop or something. <laughs> no, yeah. Cop, cop, I, th- dog. I, think, yeah. I think that's a market opportunity for libertarians is to like do internet media, but as like really bad 80s stuff, how it should work. We're out to meowonize crime. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've told you guys, I think I've told all of you about my idea for a sitcom, which was Clone on the Range. It's, it's about, about, about clones that are on the, on the run from the federal government. And, and they just I live in it. Wyoming. Yeah. So, like, I, I think we, I think there's a market that is like easily tapped right there, and we just need to take advantage of it. So now we've got Cat Cop and Clone on the Range. We can we can we can expand on this. We got to have several episodes. Yeah. Hey, It'll speaking of here. speaking of Mayberry, uh, did anybody ever read Jeffrey Tucker's uh, article? This is like from 2015, uh, titled "How Policing Works in a Privatized City." Yes, no. uh, that's the one about that Atlanta. In yes. Atlanta where yeah. They, yeah, I have read that. That's really very good. It's a really good article, and I, I think about it all the time. Really. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's the only thing that I think of when it when I when when somebody brings up Mayberry and why isn't Mayberry in in present day policing, but the way that Jeffrey describes the the private security there is a lot like that. They were there mingling with the people. They were of the people, you know, yeah. and they weren't they weren't really there to like enforce laws. They were just there to be a support mechanism, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if nobody's ever read that, I, I recommend it. It's uh, from 2015, and he wrote it on Fee. Uh, but it, it leads me to bring up uh, a show that Will and I just recently started watching on Amazon Prime, The Boys. Has anybody watched oh, that yet? I haven't. It's on It's on my wife's and I list because it looks very good. Wait, okay, I've seen that. Wait, what is that one? It's pretty it's new. Ba- it's-, it's based on a really good comic, actually. If you guys haven't read the comic, the comic's excellent. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, I think it's from Dynamite. It's it's uh it's basically like what if superheroes like were not good guys? Yeah, yeah. So it is a I mean it's a deep deep melting pot of uh of good topics for anarchist discussion because uh there's just so much in there and it's and the premise starts with a private security firm basically that's gone completely corporate. Um and so I think there's a little bit of propaganda in there. Um but you know, you just have to watch it, and it's really interesting to see how, you know, the secular mainstream world perceives what what privatized police would actually look like. Um, but then you see something like what Jeffrey Tucker wrote about, and I think that's what the average anarchist believes. Okay, this could work. This is a this is a real thing because, you know, the police are people just like we are. You need security, obviously, and and everyone should have the right to hire it out, and if they really do answer to the consumer, then what you ought to end up with is someone that, you know, is held accountable by their actions. And uh, I, I just, I just, I don't know how we got off on this, but I, I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. That would be, that would be the only way to achieve the Mayberry, you know, type, type police officer. I, I have a question. I want to have, have a question about this, all this cop stuff. Why are you guys so against watching the entire video whenever a cop's beating the crap out of someone? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, because I, I watched that one that one time. Um, Kelly Thomas. Kelly Thomas, and I'll never watch another one. That's all I needed to watch was Kelly Thomas. Mm. I, yeah. I, usually, I usually watch them through whatever's available on Twitter if it comes out on my feed, and I'm just, I just, it's not pleasant at all. Uh, 
And, but what's interesting is I, I do notice this about myself versus other libertarians. This may be just kind of my upbringing is, you know, we're all subject to our programming um, through, even though I was homeschooled from through most of my life, I do have, I think a lot of status programming that is difficult to kind of overcome. And that is like, when I watch it, I observe myself like from the third person's going like, oh, well, he must have done this, 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 and this. And I go like, well, why would you think that? You don't know anything about the situation. Right. And, uh, and this is like one of those things where like when I'm watching it, like to kind of, you know, car, you've pointed this out about me. Like I, I have some sort of weird, <laughs> weird thing going on or whatever, where when you talk to me, it's sort of like my, it's me talking to you, but me also observing myself from the yeah. person. It, it, I, I do, I do think about what I'm, what is going on emotionally and, and psychologically as I watch something, as I talk about something and I'll correct it or adjust, you know, based on what I perceive as programming from a prior standpoint. And that does, it definitely happens whenever I see somebody in a police uniform, especially if their face is exposed, if their face is not exposed, it's kind of like, yeah, they're, they're stormtroopers. It, it doesn't matter. They're the bad guys and they're fighting the Jedi. But like the, when I see like somebody with an exposed face, I'm like, oh, well that's officer so-and-so in my mind. And it's easy for me to try to explain away what they're doing. If that makes sense. It's interesting how you kind of go through that thought process whenever you're, it, it doesn't yeah. just have to be about cops, but it just be about any topic. You're like, you know, I'm saying this, it's coming out of my mouth, but I don't know if I 100% believe in what I'm actually talking, you know, what am I, you know, that's actually, that's, that's pretty interesting kind of way of going about it. It is. Well, you know, and you know, car, when you and I went to uh, that brewery a, a while ago, like while you and I were talking about stuff, like as it was happening, I would say something and I'd be like, well, I don't know if that's actually true. Because now I think about this, 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 and this, and that 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 counter that's a counter argument to what I'm saying. Yeah. And and it and that kind of goes through my head quite a bit is the third the third party perspective is is being able to separate yourself from whatever your programming is. Now, I get this a lot, you know, Carter, you and I are Quakers, so <laughs> we get this a lot. Is is that you know, one of the reasons You're why, welcome, by the way. <laughs> what did you say? What did you say, Eric? You're welcome for that meme, by the way. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yes, dude, that was <laughs> great. That came through. That came through my feed, and Adam's like, "Ooh, template game time!" And I was like, <laughs> I, "I took one. I took one look at it. And went, oh, I know exactly what that dude. is, dude." <laughs> right. J Jake from the da I didn't even. I don't even think I saw it real time. But I, Jake <laughs> from the damn woods DM'd me, and he's like, "Dude, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> so like, great. It's shit. so great. But I mean, it's one of those things, though, that you is is that when you have when you are you know I'm very religious as 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 all of you know, but as as the listeners may not know or the viewers, uh, one of the things that you learn when you when you sit quietly for a couple of hours every week as part of your worship service is you start to observe your own thoughts, and you start kind of deconstructing and going like, well, what is this that I'm thinking, and what of it is programmed. What was it? Was this part of something that people were either intentionally or unintentionally trying to program me to think? Wow. And yeah. You, you know what? Because I, I think, think oh, go ahead, everyone has like their own. Well, maybe not everyone has their own, but like kind of like how you're saying, you know, well, you know, you kind of have you have your thoughts in your head. You kind of think about it and you're like a chess player. You're even though you're saying something, you already know what that person's going to say next or you're like three steps ahead or whatever. It, it, it's it, like. 
people are going to be set in how they believe and or you know what they believe in and they're always going to be set in that no matter what but mm-hmm. do you think it's healthy for that person that same person who believes in okay well i'm i'm this and this and i'm always going to be like this no matter what do you think it's healthy for them to actually think about the the other i don't know how to say it like the other um like the arguments against it you know to, i guess to maybe make them make their make their own arguments better too yeah or, you know, because if you're, it's funny because, you know, everyone's like, well, you're in, your, you're in an echo chamber or whatever, you know, and, and all of you are in echo chambers. You know, if you're an anarchist or a libertarian or even, or whatever, you're going to be, you're going to be an echo chamber because you just want to see your particular thought sure. all yeah. the time. Yes. Yeah. You want to see, you know, if you're, if you're a nine interventions, you don't want to be following neo, you know, neoconservatives or, or whatever, because that's all they're going to talk about is, you know, everything opposite of what you're saying, you know? So I don't know. Yeah, well, no, you're right, though. You know, you can get back to uh, core principles or whatever. And and I think that um, now, granted, this has been going around a lot lately with you guys are follower. You follow Dave Smith and you saw the Thaddeus Russell, Dave Smith, right. Nick Gillespie thing. And um, there is definitely a contingent of, of being opposed to the NAP. But I think the NAP is a is a particularly for or for Christian for Christian not even Christian conservatives, but people who kind of reduce Christ or the the message of Christ down to the distilled version, the NAP fits very well. It's the golden rule. It's very basic. You don't even need the Ten Commandments. It's the golden rule. Right. Don't be a shithead. And and it's not a difficult thing. So like when you do have this thing that is sort of a check is that when you're sitting in silence and examining your own stuff, even though you do have your own biases, you can – when you're in a position of quietness and thinking about what you think about your beliefs, you have the opportunity to, from a position where, of course, you're going to have judgment on yourself, but you have no shame on yourself because it is your own mind. Is you can suspend that and go like, let me set this aside for a minute. Is I, th- none of this is exposed to other people. I'm sure that everybody has had thoughts that they're very ashamed of. They're like, ha ha, nobody is finding out these thoughts ahead of time. And you can kind of go ahead and and think through those and go like, okay, let me think about this. Now, does this violence, does this uh, violence, is this something that is justified? And you can kind of go through and go like, okay, well, I I have first principles. The first principles is golden rule or the NAP or whatever you think. And you can kind of step your way through that and go like, okay, no, 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 no. This is not justified. And, And kind of to go back to the cop thing, it's like, Okay, yeah. So this guy had, you know, an ounce of weed, or or even if he had a pound of weed on him, does that justify killing him or just you know disabling him for life or throwing him in a cage or or that sort of stuff? And you kind of go back and you go like, okay, well he had weed on him. We can kind of extrapolate all of the different things that possibly could have happened if he sold that. But at the same time, like he has no knowledge of those things. I have no knowledge of those things. And this is him holding a plant. And if I was in the position of the cop, would I want that person to be in the position where he would inflict violence on this other person from my standpoint as a a believer in the NAP or the golden rule or Christ or whatever you want to put it as? And you can kind of walk yourself down that route and say, no, I don't I don't support the cops, not because I think they're evil. I don't support the cops because I don't want to put the cops in that position where they are compromised morally or philosophically where they are going to damn themselves because they are in a position where they have to enforce arbitrary rules and are and enforce them in a way that is worse than what they're trying to stop. 
I think I think Ron. The, oh, go ahead, Car. Oh, I, I was just gonna say I think Ron Paul talked a lot about that about about yeah. moral, ha- moral hazards, and everybody has a yes. capacity for good and bad, and and you and part of this whole thing that's you know a bunch of idiots inhabiting a space rock is like, hey man, just try not to put your fellow man in a in a place where you know they have to uh, they're 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 incentivized to act immorally. And, exactly. and the incentives in American policing are completely fucked sideways. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know this, Eric. Is Eric? You can probably extrapolate on this a little bit. Is is the the incentivized uh, the incentivization of closing a case is zero? Yeah. <laughs> Look so, at the closure rates. Right, right. It's, it's not closing. It's it's like there's a there's a crazy incentive race to gain rank. And what is the what is the rank? What is the writing the ticket? Yeah, writing the case, opening the case. Yeah, opening the case, not closing it, not solving the crime. Uh, I think conviction rate is pretty big. Is that if you if you get a conviction rates are for DAs, not for cops. Oh, not for DAs. Okay, okay. The cops don't give a crap about conviction rates. Okay, they don't give a crap if they look. If you don't close the case, you didn't get a conviction. If you don't give a shit about your conviction rate, you can't give a shit about the. uh, If you don't give a shit about your closure rate. You can't give a shit about the conviction rate. Okay. They go one goes before the other, and if you don't do the first one, you can't do the second, and they don't do the first one. Right. I guess that that's sort of DAs care about conviction rates because that's how they get reelected. But that's for cases that get on their desk in the first place. So those are the closed cases from the cops. The cops initiated a case, got it to the point where it's ready for trial, and handed off to the DA. The DA then gives a shit about close convictions on those cases. And where does like what is a uh, you know uh, this is something that's come up a lot. I and I'm I'm not I'm not super familiar with this. Is uh, there this is something that's on like fi- felony Fridays with um, John Odermatt a lot is where people will take a plea bargain instead yeah. of going through trial. Does that count as a conviction for the DA? Yes. Yeah. Unequivocally, one hundred and fifty thousand yep. percent. Yes. Which I think is like the bulk of. Of, of the convictions, right? I mean, it's, it, it's, right. it's almost all plea deals at this point, it's right? Somewhere, oh, sorry. Go it is, No, no, I, I had my... Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 92% of conviction <laughs> of the conviction rate Jesus. is plea deals. Yeah. Yeah, the, the perfect example of this, and, and I went and watched this movie because Scott Horton recommended it. There's this movie called Shot Caller with uh, Nikolai Calder-Wadjuk, or whatever his name is, the guy that plays Jamie Lannister on Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's called Shot Caller. And it's a great movie in its own right but the storyline is heartbreaking this guy's a investment banker investment advisor he goes out for drinks with his buddy and their wives uh he's a little distracted he's technically over the legal limit drinking and driving uh he blows a red light and gets hit by another car and his buddy dies and so he gets convicted of manslaughter and he's looking at 10 years if he goes to trial or he can plead down to three right so he takes the plea deal and his like first night in prison, he watches some dude get gang raped. And like the next day or within the week, he signed up with the AB, the Aryan Brotherhood, for protection. And by the end of the movie, he's a like full blown, you know, shot collar neo Nazi. Like that's how that works. So not yep. only is it a ninety two percent conviction rate, that that plea deal ruins people's lives. Yeah, and, and you know this is the thing about the plea deal or or the uh, legal limit too. To think about is this has changed quite a bit over time. Oh yeah, the so the whole plea deal thing used to be like oh, you know, 
the judge, it would be at the, like the judge's discretion of like the, they could plea and the judge could like go, oh, okay, well, we're going to give you six months of minimum security, right? That exists for some things, but minimum, mandatory minimums now mean you can only plea down to the minimum. Okay. And so if the minimum says three years in maximum security or three years in a you know, mid-tier prison, that's the, that's the minimum you can plea to, regardless of what the DA and the judge want. They just had a case, um, can't remember where it was, but they just had a case where the uh, review board overturned a case. The judge let a guy off with time served, and the, and the appeals, the appellate court in whatever state this was, was reviewing cases and went, well, you gave him six months time served, and the minimum sentence is five years. He's got to go back to prison. Mm. Okay. So he yeah. thinks he's like he thinks he's done. His life's not ruined. And the appellate court, without any kind of provocation, goes, "No, no, we're like they're just doing judicial review on cases. They see this case come across their desk and go, well, legally that can't happen. So sorry for you.' Hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the whole system's fucked from top to bottom. There's no there's no ifs ands or buts about it. I mean, this, I guess that gets us back to the anarchist position, which is, you know... The anarchist position is... Yeah, figure out something else, you know, fuck it, and move on. Uh, the whole system's on trial. <laughs> do we have a, Do we have more topics? I know that you guys are trying to... to uh, well, go good, good save, Carr, good save. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, no, this is why like, I'm here. This can't you here. tell it's a, this is a birthday party, obviously? Yeah, yeah. Right. We're, talking about, we're talking about the justice system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God, it's very fucking weird. Thing. Hey, before we jump topics, can I just ask real quick? Did I, did I hear you say uh, that you're a, a Quaker car? Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm dabbling. I've, I'm, I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm in the process of being convinced. Yeah. I totally, you know, yeah. So basically, I've been, before, trying, I've, I've been trying to convince car for a while because I'm a Quaker. Yeah, I, I know. I know you are. Uh, and every time I get close to Jacob, every time, like I know, because I, I, I know what Jacob's doing. Like, hey, I, like you were like, he, br he brings it up, and I'm like, God, Saturday. God damn, that sounds reasonable. Like that Car. sounds so damn reasonable. <laughs> like, and 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 uh, and, and like it, it's gotten to the point where where Jacob will be like, you know, there. Uh, and I'm not necessarily an atheist; I'm more of an agnostic. But he's like, you know, there there are atheist Quakers, right? I'm like. Oh, wow. I mean, what at, at this point, what has what what's holding me back? You know? <laughs> okay, so two, two sitting questions. in silence by yourself for Sunday. <laughs> you like he like he likes the oats, the Quaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what. It was. I mean, I'm already. For, I mean, I'm Penn Dutch. So, you, you know, like, you I, know why they why the Quaker oats exist though. It, it's not because it's Quaker. It's because Quakers had such a reputation for being trustworthy in business that people started using the Quaker as you see, a. You see what Jacob's doing here, right, guys? Yeah. Does everybody yeah. does everybody see what Jacob's doing? <laughs> he's starting it. He's starting a new podcast, tasting oats. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually because the Quakers really enjoyed snowboarding and surfing and just action sports. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Matt's here. What's going on, Matty K? Oh, right on, Matty K. Hey. What up? So, how how you doing? I'm better now. That's good. You know, we we fully amputated my daughter's foot, so that's, yeah. that's good. So I'm back. Good. So how how'd that go? How'd oh, it's okay. Just a a minor uh, dancing mishap upstairs. Yeah, it was great. So what what I miss? Uh, well, you missed. Um, <laughs> well, we uh, we got naked. We compared each other's uh, dick sizes, and uh, yeah. Excuse me. Except for like, you, obviously. I don't know about you, right? You went out of the room. You're like, get out of here. We started so, talking. We started talking about the uh, about Quakers because you know that's that's like my main. My here main we go. Topic. All right, here we go. Dicks and Quakers. That's Jacob. So, Carl, why don't we start a let's start a religion? 
<laughs> oh god, no, I'm already not, in. A, not a cult, not a cult, a I'm religion. In. I am inside unseen. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like we play with fire a little bit too much. And <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's a little bit too much. Of well, that is one way to not have to pay taxes. So you know, yeah, not a, this is what I'm saying. Horrible, not a horrible idea, hey, the, and that's the one and only reason. This is yeah. a good idea then. That is actually a great <laughs> idea. I didn't I didn't think about it until this very moment. Is how can I make Childerberg a Quaker institution so that we get tax free. <laughs> you have to I, admit that it is a cult. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's the, ch the Childerberg paradox. It's the Childerberg paradox. We have to admit it's a cult like to get exemptions. Okay. Hear me out though. Hear me out. So we could do uh, online meetings okay. right through Discord. Right. So we could do circle of friend meetings online, yep. right? Which we are doing right now. And then we're correct. And then society we could do friends, right? oh, society of friends, whatever yeah, it is. I, I, Sorry. I, I got your back. To, I got your back. No, I know all about it. It's fine. I'm like not a Quaker. Yep. So hashtag not a Quaker. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we do, we, so we do like discord, you know, meetings on Sundays and then we do a service at Childerberg on Sunday for like an hour and we're golden. Oh my this is which, genius. Which, uh, <laughs> which animal Quakers? heads do we wear? Like I call a I call a rooster. I wear like a rooster head. I want the one like, with the really long nose. I'm going to go ahead and announce this here. Is that I've been thinking about different contests that we can do, and I was thinking about one of the contests could be cryptid effigies. Mm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, oh. That's so, awesome. Yeah, so if we can do if we can do cryptid effigies, everybody can make like a paper mache head of some sort, and then and then come into the the worship service with whatever cryptid you love. Fresno and, Nightcrawler. Right, that's my favorite. Road toad. <laughs> yeah, and and maybe that maybe that'll get a give us a tax exempt status. I am absolutely in love with this idea, but yeah. more importantly, <laughs> what's everyone bringing to the potluck dinner? <laughs> That's all I care about. I, 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 like, like, I, like, uh, I like Chick Villa. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Gotta, I don't know. You tell me you get what you guys want me to bring. I, I'm guessing Maddie K is going to vote for a repeat of last time. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Those actually. Yeah. That you know your uh, case Villas. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I've already voted for that. I think you did, yes, sir. <laughs> actually, I think I think we got multiple votes. I think that crowdfunded government also voted for that. Yeah, I think he had three of those things because I had extras. <laughs> he, like, oh he actually just so uh, good. he just made the drive here. Like I think he, he's at the front door right now. He just yeah drove. right yeah he might yeah, as well be not surprise anybody that guy yeah that guy's insane. Shane Shane thinking of your uh, thinking of it's you know your birthday. What do you want to see at Childerberg Dose? Are you just like in general or? Yeah, just in general, or or do you want a potluck dinner? What do you um, think? I want to see like a like a wicker man burning or something. <laughs> yes. What what about a what about a wicker bird? Yo, yeah, okay. hell yeah. When is it again? I vote oh, by the way, idea. I'm definitely bringing a bird pinata this time. It was promised last time. It did not happen. I'm going happen. to make sure that happens. I didn't I'm I'm actually I'm bringing a bird pinata as well. I'm flying him in from Queens. That's what oh, like, yeah, bird coming. He's already pinata sized. <laughs> oh my god, this is so exciting! Is uh, is, is, again the second one? 
So don't don't ask ask February 15th and 16th. February 15th and 16th. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Next year is a leap year, so carry the day. So it's uh, March, April. It's May 23rd through 26th, 2020. It overlaps the LNC. So the LNC is, the, I think, the either the 21st or the 22nd to the 25th. Ours is going to be the 23rd through the 26th. So there's going to be a free day of Childeberg, and there's also going to be a free day of LNC. And so if you're planning on going to the LNC, you have a great opportunity to stay an extra day and come to Childeberg. Oh, or, you know, just pass on the convention and come out. Yeah, yeah, sure. Now, granted, I, I know a lot of great ANCAPs and, and agorists or whatever the heck, you know, we're all inclusive. We're whatever you guys want to call yourself or whatever. There's going to be some really great stuff. I think we're going to have, we're probably going to have some live music. We're also going to almost for sure have live comedy. So you've got two things that are, and live music and live comedy from prominent libertarians. So uh, not Eric July as of this time, but other, other musicians that are libertarians and other comedians. Well, Eric July is not a comedian, but uh, other comedians that are libertarians. So check it out. You know, sign up for the newsletter at childerberg.com and you will be the first to know and also be able to be the first to sign up for a campsite. I'm planning for 200 people. Once all of the site is filled up for 200, that's the cutoff. So sign up early. Ooh, is uh, Patton Oswalt going to be there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't turn him away. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, let's not rule anybody out. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't rule anybody out. <laughs> as long as when you're around Pat Oswalt, you keep one eye open, especially when his wife's around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shit. Shots fired. Well, she's yes. not alive anymore, right? Yeah, correct. that's dead. That is, that is correct. So okay. she's a ghost. Oh, my God. <laughs> we can get into my ghost stuff because Carl and I were talking about this earlier today. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Brilliant pivot. Of, of course. Jake Lindsay is into ghosts. Oh, <laughs> they're, they're, I love ghosts. And okay, so I have, I have. This is another thing that needs to be funded somehow. Is real boring ghost stories online, and that is, I've got, I've got a better ghost hunter show. So I watch these ghost hunter shows all the time. They irritate the crap out of me because it's like they're running around with the cameras and like it's all shaky and stuff like that. And it's like no. I'm this is what right we now. do: is we get we get a haunted location. We set up all of the cameras so that they have at least two other cameras filming that third camera, and that camera is one of two cameras filming the other two cameras. So we set it up so that there's all the cameras. They've got all the EPG sensors and all of the heat sensors and all that crap. And then what we do is we send in minor celebrities into the facility. They don't have to carry a camera on their own. But they can freak out and be scared and all that sort of stuff. And that, that's what we sell. Jamie Kennedy. I'm yeah, just imagining yeah. this is your elevator pitch. Like you just like randomly yeah. get into <laughs> an elevator with like an NBC. Sorry, this, this is high my up. floor. This is so dangerous. No, You're explaining Jamie. the trifecta of cameras and how they're pointed. No, she won't take that show because they already have Kamala, their cop show. Oh, God. I, 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 I'd, send, I'd send Kamala in. But right now I'm thinking, I'm thinking she's, she's like haunted by the ghost of criminals cool. past. Yeah. I, I'm thinking I'm thinking bagel shrimp as the as the one that's easy to get. Okay. You, you get bagel shrimp to go in. You know, you guys know bagel shrimp, right? 
Yes. The short, the short guy who had the freak out about the bagels. Oh, okay. bagel, bagel boss guy. Shrimp is that what bagel called? boss. Bagel boss. That's his name. Yeah. Bagel, bagel boss guy. <laughs> You're not my guy. Shrimp is bad. <laughs> so oh my god. Get him to go in. He's a grifter. He wants money, right? So he'll take it. And we get him to go in and be afraid of the ghosts. But at the same time, we've got one. We've got six months or one year or whatever set up at this haunted location. We get all the recording. Then we add into it. We add in the, the crowdsourcing. And that is we get people to review all the footage and tag moments where they think they've seen a ghost in the footage. Then we review mm. it. And that's within the show, right? But everyone just yeah. tags Bagel Boss Guy the whole time. Yeah, I was about to say, sure. you do know how that works, right? <laughs> you don't. You don't get to tell the internet what you want them to tag. If you tell them to tag things, they're going to tag whatever the fuck they want in the funniest way possible. <laughs> you know, gonna... I'm okay with that too, because whatever the funniest thing is, that will also gain viewers. And and honestly, in this situation, I'm also a grifter because I don't really know if I believe in ghosts, but I'm okay making money on the ghost. <laughs> ghost Grifton. That can be the show name. Ghost Grifton. Ghost Grifton. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so it's like a plot to Halloween H2O. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, Christ. There we go. Cat Cop and Ghost Grifton. That's a. Cat Cop, Ghost Grifton, and Clone on the Range. Yeah, it's the new Saturday Night lineup. Yeah. I, think, I think that's what. Like on Adult Swim nowadays, like you ever you stay up to like three in the morning and watch those crazy ass cartoons that come on Adult Swim. It's like these like ten minute things. It's like yeah, this cat's a cop, and oh yeah, now you're gonna like uh, have an epileptic seizure from this next scene. Face <laughs> <laughs> could tell you everything that's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. We've catered this humor towards epileptics, and congratulations, you're now epileptic. So, <laughs> so it, it works out. And good night. Bye. Uh, Epileptics and Quakers. Yeah. Um, oh, yo, you guys want to get back to Quakers? <laughs> hashtag, <laughs> hashtag not a Quaker. I, I think my my box of oatmeal winked at me. Hashtag uh, Quaker Quick Quaker Ghost. Quaker Ghost. Uh, Quaker Ghost. Yeah, there we go. Uh, okay, so uh, to kind of join into car and try to keep on topic, even though we've been totally off topic. What what do we have another topic? And also in the tradition of me being on shows is let's go ahead and continue to Florida. So, <laughs> Florida? Florida man. I was going to say, I have a lot of Florida man stories. <laughs> I, I, I watched your guys' show. I know. I, I know you have a lot of Florida man stories. So, like, yeah, notoriously, when I'm a guest on another show, I go and research all of what they've done in the past. And then go like, I know the format of your show. Let's go on to this next thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we actually do have another topic. It kind of ties in with the, the cop thing. Um, but it, it pertains to one of the presidential candidates, John Delaney and his... Uh, he's a presidential who? candidate? Yeah, he is. Oh, I didn't even know he's running for president. Yeah, I know. Okay. John Mulaney's running for president? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, yes. I love that guy. I know. He, he's bald. Um, oh. He's a debate. He was. He is. Oh. He Man. will be. He's so I, I don't even remember him. He looks like Tim Pool without the beanie. Anyway, wait, um, wait, 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 wait. John, John, sorry, no, sorry. Hold on, John Mulaney from uh. No, no. Not from wait, 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 wait. Yeah. John, yes, John that Mulaney. was the joke. No, that. <laughs> not not John Mulaney from Too Much Tuna. <laughs> oh shit! Wait, what? John Mulaney from Too Much Tuna, the comedian. 
Yeah, the community. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what though? If he ran for president, everything would just be fabulous all the time. Oh my I'm god! Sorry. I would. Sorry. Too, too much tuna is probably my favorite sketch. Hmm. It, it it is pretty fishy and it does smell a lot. Um, <laughs> that's so stupid. I'm sorry. Uh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, so John Delaney, uh, he's running for president. Um, not the guy from Frasier, and not the stand-up comic, but it's a D in front. So apparently, you know. Okay. Um, so we'll hear him. Uh, yeah, yeah. He'll he'll yeah. Or, exactly. Or Wednesday. Or Wednesday. <laughs> one of those one of those days yeah. where he comes to base. Um, but he's pro he's proposing a mandatory national service program to, and I'm reading it from his website. Yeah. To provide opportunities for young people to give back to their country and to meet and work with people from all backgrounds. Oh no! You lost but somebody. Funny about so this we got to work with you two. Yeah. <laughs> right. God damn it! You got to go for. Yeah, go to Africa. <laughs> um. So, in in his website, he kind of goes to his de the details or whatever his whole his plan. Um. So to meet the national service requirement. Uh, you know, because every American will complete a minimum of one year and a maximum of two years of mandatory national service when they graduate high school or turn 18. So congratulations, boys. You you all made it. Yep. Um, so to meet mine. the national service requirement, <laughs> uh, participants can choose. Well, you got to do it again. I'm just kidding. Um, participants can choose one of four options. Four. One of four. Uh, serving in our nation's military. I mean, that's kind of obvious, right? Uh, nope. But <laughs> uh, and then the next option is serving in a new expanded community service program. Wow, it's like you're in jail. Yeah. Um, and there then, for a second, I thought you said serving in the nude. Well, and I was I, like, yeah, well, that's. I might support this. Now. I, I don't know. Yeah, in a strange turn of events. Yes, <laughs> I can get behind this. Yeah. Um, then the next one is serving in a new national infrastructure apprenticeship program. I guess you could be building roads or something. Oh, um, yeah, building the roads, huh? Yeah. And then the last one, this one's the best one. And I know you, all of you are going to love this one. You're going you're gonna to support John Delaney after this one. I mean, it's, it's no brainer. You're, you're going to be serving in a newly created climate core. Oh, what does that oh, even Jesus mean? What, is that, what does that mean? <laughs> that means you're going to be looking at the sun for 24 hours. Is it burned yet? Did it explode yet? Um, so... They could just uh, enlist a bunch of boomers. You know, it's 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 the old it's the old dads that have been trying to like stop air conditioning in the neighborhood, shut the door, shut the windows, turn the air conditioning down. Those are those are the guys you want to be the officers of the climate corps. Were you born in a barn? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, out of all the four that I've mentioned, which one of those would you actually be more, like? Jokingly, of course, but which one would you most interested into hearing more about? Because it's well, in I'm not, I'm not really sure how you would build roads without conscription. So obviously, infrastructure. I got to go climate. I just got to see what the hell is going on over there. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I, I think I'm with Car on climate. It's like I, I just want to, like, I, I got to see this. Like, I got what the hell are they doing? Maybe, well, maybe, I, maybe I could work on like a vineyard or something. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that sounds good. See, I'm yeah. also climate because it, it sounds like if I'm going to be a government employee and not being paid, being on the climate team sounds like a great way just to dick off all day. Yeah. <laughs> Get the racks in my lovely hammock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll go with climate and then we'll go infrastructure. Um, so if you're going to be in the climate core, you're going to be fighting climate change, obviously. What the hell is that uh, mean? Same, so same as I always do. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Climate warrior. Air conditioning at 70 degrees. Yeah. 
Uh, so they're going to be fighting climate change. Participants would assist in clean energy projects, including solar installation, improving, improving, I can't talk, improving building efficiency, developing community gardens, and increasing awareness and about sustainable practices. That's all, all of those things sounds fine to me. What am I going to go door to door and tell them about solar energy? Hey, um, isn't the free market, isn't I the free mean, market doing that already? Yeah. Yeah. I it mean, kind of is. But I mean, according to John Delaney, you need to be forced to do it. Um. Anyway, so uh, I tell you. Well, after after this, let me tell you my new conspiracy. By the way, please. <laughs> uh, so and the next one is provide information and support to families about sustainability, energy efficiency, and renewable energy, which seems like it's like the first step. But one B anyway. And then the last one is participants would be stationed in rural and low income areas to assist communities transition to a green economy and invest in environmentally. Yeah. So if you, if you wanted to move to Baltimore, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. What's available in Dallas, Texas. Uh, it's a uh, solar energy, right? Probably. Yeah. It's very hot very sunny here. Okay. And, uh, All right. Very dry. Okay, that's that's the one I want. That's okay. not a sexual joke, by the way. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is, but it's also it not. Be. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> anyway, so uh, this conspiracy theory that you have. Okay, so have you guys ever heard of Sterling engines? No. Okay, Carr, you've heard of them. No. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're like they, they use them in tanks, tanks and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, yeah. so that's the conspiracy is nobody's heard of Sterling engines, but Sterling engine, engines uh, operate off of heat differential. So wait, so wait, 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 wait. So Carr doesn't count? What, because he's a cryptid? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No one's heard of it except Carr, but he doesn't count. Well, I'm, actually a Sterling, I'm, I'm actually a Sterling engine mechanic. So. It's not about being a cryptid. It's about being a fake engineer. <laughs> yeah. I work. Uh, I work. I work on fake engines. Yeah, so like some, somehow you become a Sterling engine enthusiast, like Car and me, who are also both Quakers. And, 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 I'm a Quaker, and I work on fake engines. I'm a fake engineer. Fake news. Right. 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 So there's these things called Sterling engines, which operate off of heat differential, and NASA, which we all know is a secret Nazi government. Yeah. Hey, can I can, hang on? Can I can I pause you? Are these are these the ceramic engines? Is that the same conspiracy? No, no, no. So Sterling engines are they're engine they're actually they, they've existed for a long time. I believe they were developed by a Scottish person, which you know proves that the Scots, my people, are the superior race. And ah, uh, yes, true. yes, yeah. So uh, also higher IQ. So let, well, let's when you, you know, created the test. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like let's let let's let Ma and you know. But um, so this the Scots, you know, invite in, in invented this thing, the Sterling engine, and it works on heat differential. So like it, it doesn't matter what the fuel is, as long as the heat is different on one side of the engine from the other side, it will it will move, and it'll create mechanical energy. And the uh, NASA has produced very, 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 very efficient Sterling engines. Uh, efficient enough to be able to like drive cars and things like that. And these are not widely publicized at all. And the reason I believe, and this is the conspiracy part, is that because there's so much energy involved in uh, photovoltaic energy or photovoltaic, uh, so yep. much money, not energy, involved in photovoltaic cells, which are highly, highly toxic to produce is they have excluded 
Sterling engines and heat differential energy production because to produce a Sterling engine is not toxic. And the, uh, the amount of money that has gone into photovoltaic is too much to allow that technology to progress. And so they kind of push this away. So there, there is very efficient solar, uh, solar thermal generators that have been produced in NASA and in, um, and actually in private firms as well. They just don't get any funding from the government. It's usually reserved for photovoltaic or bio, uh, bioelectric energy uh, produced through uh, bacteria. So, or um, not bacteria, wow. but uh, that, that type of thing. So like you can look into this, it's maybe a total red herring or whatever. And, and I admit that, but I, I do believe that there's a lot of interest in, in Sterling engines and also uh, solar thermal energy as opposed to solar electric energy because wow. solar electric energy is incredibly inefficient and it's also toxic to produce photovoltaic cells. So should the uh, the next t-shirt be investigate Sterling engines? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, you can go to these like old, you know, like the old, uh, if you go to these like old car shows and things like that, they'll uh, oftentimes there's like a guy there who will have a, a Sterling powered car because wow. they, they developed those back in like the early 1900s and they work pretty well. Doesn't a modern tank for the United States Army run on a Sterling engine? Yeah, yeah, they do. Yep, it's just it's just heat differential. They work. Yeah, they work awesome. And actually, a lot of the uh, like the the uh, International Space Station has a Sterling engine powered by uh, nuclear decay from either thorium or um, uranium. I can't remember which one, but one of those produces heat, and it just it operates off of like a, a constant um, differential in heat from that because heat, you know, as long as you can if you, as long as you can radiate that out you have the differential and you can, and you can produce electricity that way. Wow. That's really fascinating. I'm always into like a, a new conspiracy theory. So this yeah. is going to be, this is going to be my new thing. Investigate it, man. It's, it's, it, it is, it's bizarre. It, it's really weird that people are not like, you know, gaining this. And even, even if the electricity production is null, the preheating. So like when you, when you are putting, water into like a nuclear reactor for example it, if it if the heat differential between the water entering and the heat differential uh produced by the amount that you need to produce steam to turn the turbines if you can raise that differential a little bit you know evacuated solar tubes are actually incredibly cheap so why wouldn't you raise that differential a little bit just to make it a little slightly more efficient yeah and if and so that like that's one of the things or even a coal fire power plant is so you're so you're saying you could use solar to produce both electricity and power a, a sterling engine yes yeah yeah well the sterling engine would produce electricity but even if you weren't using it to produce electricity you could heat use it to preheat water to go into like a coal fire plant or a nuclear plant or whatever to make that plant more efficient wow interesting so so the my main question is when is Trump going to put tariffs on it? <laughs> he already well, did. I mean, he's 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 looking to put put tariffs on the French wine that I like, so <laughs> yeah. I put tariffs on it soon. <laughs> yeah. Wow that that's that's uh that that's that's a lot to take in. So there's a conspiracy, guys. Investigate it. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so. Did you still want to know more about the infrastructure part? Because I know you wanted to build yes. roads, Jared. 
No, I don't really care that much. Okay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I do. No, no, no. But really, I, I'm kidding. That's funny. Don't, tell me more. I don't give a fuck. No, go ahead. <laughs> um. So okay. So a- after this, then it, it'll probably be at the end. But anyway, um. So the government would enter into public-private partnerships with private companies and trade unions to offer infrastructure. Hang on, stop right there. That's okay. way too many privates. This is going for so, 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 so hang, hang on. Who's building the roads? Private industries and private corporations and private companies? With that. taxpayer funding. Gee, that sounds familiar. Wow, yeah, how interesting. Yeah. But it does say the government would enter. So it's a, it's a partnership. It's a collaboration. Oh, okay. So yeah. cr- crony capitalism. Got it. You, you know what's funny, though? The, the next step is private companies would be awarded contracts to undertake projects such as improving public parks or renovating federal buildings to make them environmentally green. This sounds like the Green New Deal. <laughs> um, and then trade unions would will be utilized as the programs can leverage the successful apprenticeship model used by the trade unions, which that's a weird sentence. Um, anyway, um, and then the last one is those who complete the apprenticeships would receive a professional certificate proving mastery of particular skill sets. And oh wait, there's one more. Sorry. Um, Encourage other companies to do their patriotic duty and follow suit, perhaps using a model that's been tremendously successful in Switzerland, where companies pay students to work as part-time apprentices. So let me get this straight. They're they're private companies that are conscripting their workers to build roads. It sounds a lot like slavery, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, to to build roads. um, And it's mandatory. I guess to renovate. But you had one of four choice to actually be a slave to build roads. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or uh, just you know hire Chinese people. I guess I don't know. Um, that's that's personally my vote. My, <laughs> that's only good for railroads, though. <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? I don't know. I think Who it was Jacob. It was Bird. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was Bird. How dare you? My my little response to that that tweet was, "How about go fuck yourself? You want to be slave owner." I mean, yeah. I get thank, thank you. exactly a little <laughs> bit more short and sweet and to the point. There you go. You know, go fuck yourself. Industries. F. You know, I'm he's sad. back. He, yeah, he's oh, he, is. he might be floating yeah. around somewhere. Oh, uh, yeah. I just saw it. Maybe I should pull up the handle just for. I'll see if I can find it. It's like <laughs> that guy that's parodying Pete Raymond. For I don't know. He's a, he's a really good parody though. But um, what? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah he got banned off of twitter and then someone using Is somebody it, laughing because it's a parody it's like some really good parody though no i was laughing because i know the face that nico just gave him that's the you made a dad joke and you're not a dad yet so <laughs> I, I know that face very directly <laughs> only i'm a dad now so i have all the excuse in the world to drop mm-hmm. dad jokes eventually you'll have that excuse yeah, I, I got. I don't know. It's weird though. I I, I listen to. Uh, you have a, a lot of dad jokes. I, I do, which is weird. I guess you just prepared. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I try to think of like a, the the stupidest thing to say or the most unfunny thing, and if it works, hey, cool. If it doesn't, then I guess that's I. It worked. Invisible hand of the market. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Anything else you guys want to add? Do you want to uh, talk about something more, you know, more important? You know, not this stupid John Delaney stuff. But you oh want man, to- I, I have something super important that I wanted to bring up with Nico. No, we're not going back. All to right, Quakers. that's uh, all we we're have not going back tonight. to the Quakers. <laughs> <laughs> we're done. It's, it's not about Quakers. It's about it's about crab apples. 
<laughs> I'm oh, listening. Yeah. So, Nico, you brought this up that you used to you used to have crab apples in your yard, and I used to have crab apples in my yard. And ever since you mentioned it that one time, I was like, oh, I got to talk to her about this. <laughs> what What did you use crab apples for when you would like pick them and use them? And you're like, would you would you make food with them or do you eat them or anything like that? What else? What else we got? This isn't. <laughs> <laughs> She'd use them to make with she'd use them with crabs because they're called crab apples. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh. oh, the, oh. oh. There's, there's that face again. <laughs> All right. Uh, so they weren't in my yard. They were like in the neighborhood, and I would eat them and then get sick because I think they were sprayed with pesticides. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dude, we always use crab apples to throw at each other. Is that is that uh, yeah, yeah, is that yeah, your yeah. Uh, is that your how I became a libertarian story? We had to start <laughs> <laughs> lots of pesticides as a kid, <laughs> and then she came. She became really autistic. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it. I totally believe it. Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> we had, we're all going around like. Yeah, Ron Paul, like Gary Johnson, like yeah, like a lot of pesticides as a kid. That's, yeah, she hates roads for some total reason. lack of empathy. Uh, I had to cross this road to eat my pesticide crab apples. Yeah, minor brain damage occurred as a kid. Uh, pesticides. That's so I'm here. Yeah, when, when life gives you crab apples, you got to make crab apple aid <laughs> with pesticides. What? <laughs> so we always used to wait until they were ripe. I, I'm one of five, so like I have four sisters. It's insane that so, the story is continuing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We used, we used to go pick the crab apples when they were rotten and throw them at each other. Of course. Yeah. They're, course. they're too hard if they're not rotten. Yeah, exactly. And then you collect the, the remainder and you make crab apple pie, which is not very good. No. <laughs> so why did you make it if it's not very good? So, so, so what thing is when you made the pie with the crab apples, it was, it was crap. Mm. It was mm. crab. Yeah, yeah. It's a crap apple pie. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Eric's like, yeah, that, that look every time. <laughs> yes, I am very familiar with that face. <laughs> Only generally it's attached to my wife, not, not yours. <laughs> Someone should uh, petition Rollo to add crab apples to the next uh, fruit cake. Mm -hmm. Oh, is mm. is a uh, crab apple a fruit or a vegetable? <laughs> not, maybe it's a, a nut. Yeah. <laughs> All I remember is it being really sour. Oh yeah, they are. They're super sour. That was the pesticide. Yeah, <laughs> nuts, nuts can be really sour. <laughs> Hi yo. And what's, you know what's stupid is that like we would continue to eat them even though they weren't good. <laughs> That's what she See, said. Finding a lot of uh, least common denominators among the... <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I was like, oh, it's a tiny apple. That's so cute. I want to eat it. Yeah. You're yeah. out the grapes? No, no, there's seeds in there, but like, yeah. like bite into it like a regular apple, but it's really tiny. I just Google searched uh, our crab apples. And the first thing that popped up autocorrect was edible. <laughs> <laughs> so people are generally, <laughs> genuinely not sure. You they are dubious. I thought you were looking up a Reddit group. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. R slash. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. It was R and Cap. <laughs> All the crab apple eaters. <laughs> I don't know. Like, young pesticide consumers. I mean, like, at least at least a third of the, of the crab apple eaters are here. 
So <laughs> can you? I, I mean, I remember there was a tree them? at my school that was a crab apple tree, and oh. I had one one time, and I was like, "This is really bad," and so I never had one again. <laughs> it appears that I was the only one that uh, took that that fork in the road. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, that fork was not the fork I wanted. <laughs> I, I, I was the fork where like you go, like you eat the crab apples, you go puke. And then, yeah. like, and then you go into the field behind the house and you like cleared, oh wow that puke cleared more room for crab apples yeah you, got, like, you go in the field you feel behind you and you like walk through star thistles and then you like climb up a tree that you probably shouldn't climb up and then you fall out and get snagged by your underwear and then your mom has to come help you but then she's like well you shouldn't have climbed up that tree and then leaves you I feel like this is a story that should be told. I relate to that. I used to climb up trees when I would get in trouble, and then my parents would be like, just like it would be a couple hours, and I'd be sitting up there, and they'd be like, Yeah, just come down. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that was always my mom's rule was if you climb up the tree, if you can't get down, you can't climb up any trees anymore. So we we were super reluctant to climb up trees. Look uh, at you. And, you're on the ground now, so you can climb any tree you want. Yeah. yeah. Well, I fell, I fell off of a tree one time, but on the way down, it snagged my underwear. And so I was like strung up by my underwear for like 45 minutes waiting. And that's your libertarian that. story? That, that's my libertarian story. Cause my mom- Your first wedgie? Yeah, my, 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 sister, my sister went and got my mom and she was, my mom showed up and she was like, well, you shouldn't have climbed up that tree. And I was like, you're right, I shouldn't have. <laughs> Please get me down. She's like, you'll fall down eventually. <laughs> it's like the uh, the old uh, Quaker saying: Could God give you a wedgie so big he couldn't undo it himself? <laughs> <laughs> well, in this case, he did undo it himself. Eventually, the, the branch broke and I fell to the ground. <laughs> did you also end up chopping that tree and never tell a lie? <laughs> well, actually, how do we know he doesn't still have that wedgie? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's also very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, this is why I'm six five. All that nutrients. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, probably all of your limbs were touching the ground when you were had a wedgie. Uh, uh, They're like, just, just step it. down, dude. <laughs> it's no wonder you're drinking all you the can... alcohol. If you're trying to both. I, I got I got I got offset it. I got offset it. <laughs> you can touch, man. You can touch. Yeah. Yeah. Just step down. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this was a uh, this was a lot of fun talking about our libertarian stories with crab apples and hitting their heads on uh, trees. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is great. Uh, so, because it's been about an hour and a half now, and it's usually it's a Monday we, night. Yeah, it's a Monday night. <laughs> yeah. You know, could it be Monday night football one day in a, in a couple months. Anyway, so. Yeah, that was dumb. All right, so if you guys want to kind of like plug your own stuff, uh, we, I'll, I'll, I'll go down the line because I'm looking. Each one of you has an order of how you go, and Eric is first. He's on the very left. Very left. He's very progressive. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, Eric, you can uh, go ahead and plug away. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Elaprice or Anarchist Garage. Uh, you can listen to our show on Google Play and Spotify and a bunch of other places, although still not iTunes for God only knows what reason. Uh, it's Anarchist Garage. It's me and Anna Adams. Um, we've got like six episodes out, so you still got time to like catch up and you know listen to all of them before. It, yeah. You know what? It's iTunes for some reason takes the longest. I don't know why. It's 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 also weird though because iTunes is like the fastest when you make a new episode wherever you 
put that episode and you share it or whatever, it's like the first one that pops in. But for some reason, in terms of actually getting on iTunes, it takes forever. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's been more than a month, so I don't know what yeah, the deal is, but whatever. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Um, all right. And if you only use iTunes and you want to listen, hit me up on Twitter. I'll give you the RSS feed. You can like manually edit. All right. There you go. Uh, Car, you're next. You're the more center. So you're not as progressive, but no. Yeah. Yeah. All the right. ultimate centrist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can. Uh, I'm at Car Campit on Twitter. And then uh, I've got a podcast with Bird, Bird Archist on Twitter. Uh, it's called Friends Against Government. So come on by and check it out. Yep. Friends Against Government. Uh, which is it's also called uh well we'll, we'll leave that at that um and then uh <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um all right well uh next is uh, uh jake um he's kind of more the nick gillespie of the group so go ahead <laughs> <laughs> that quaker nick gillespie yeah i uh, i i think the number one thing i want to plug is Childerberg. So you can go ahead and find out more about Childerberg at Childerberg.com. You can also follow me. Um, I've run the Childerberg account, so it's Childerberg or at Childerberg on Twitter. Uh, if you want to email and have questions about it, go ahead and email me at tastinganarchy.com, which is the podcast that I do. Tasting Anarchy is available on all of your podcatchers except for SoundCloud for some reason. And um, also you can follow me at Tasting Anarchy on Twitter. So if you that like wine, that's the, that's the place to go for wine. But if you also want to just join all of us at like kind of cool, weird anarchists, like libertarian, minarchists, all those types of things, Childerberg at Childerberg or Childerberg.com is the place to be. Yeah, Childerberg was a lot of fun. Uh, so two of my show. Glad you guys came down. Announced them. Yeah. A what? On, on my show. Jake, you announced a monthly children podcast that I have then not heard another word about, and it's been two months. So what's yeah. going on, man? I, I, I'm working on it. We're going to uh, get one out. How many days left do we have in this month? Is it I this thought month? this was episode one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should run this episode one. I've got two days left. Maybe yeah, I'll make one. This is the first, yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll, I'll try to get one out at the, by the end of the month. But, you know, there is news, so if you want to know the news, sign up for the newsletter at Childerberg.com. Sweet. Right. Yeah, so anything. is um, your Twitter – sorry, is your Twitter uh, Tasting Anarchy or Childerberg? Which one do you use more? I use both equally. So uh, I, am, I am on <laughs> Childerberg.com to promote Childerberg. I'm at Tasting Anarchy to promote Tasting Anarchy. Tasting Anarchy, if you're interested in wine, that's where you want to be. If you're interested in, like, badass, awesome, cool libertarian stuff – Childerberg.com <laughs> or Childerberg, at Childerberg. Sorry, he's he's basically an equal opportunity Twitterer. That's right. That's separate but equal, as God intended. <laughs> right. There you go. Uh, the uh, the Quaker speaks uh, as he says. Yeah. Um, and then Maddie <laughs> Kay, who was uh, who was late to the to the party. Uh, he's a late bloomer, as as uh, some would say, the Rand Paul of the group. Uh, go ahead. Was that was that me? That was you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of stupid things, like libertarian stuff to say. And anyway, yeah, great. I'm glad I can add so much to this podcast. Yeah, here. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Maddie K from PA. Uh, follow my co-host uh, at Mikey Two Names. That's Mikey with two E's, no Y. And we run the Erase the State podcast. You can follow that at Erase the State. And uh, yeah, it's just a lot of rants about how to get the government out of your life, and me telling the cops to go fuck themselves. So, oh man. You, you missed the whole cop uh, 
thing we had right before you came in. Oh, I love cop things. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, he had more important things. You know, he had to you know make sure that his his uh, kid's foot got amputated. So. Yeah, foot fell off. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, last but not least, uh, returning on the uh, far right. On the far right. Oh, oh is this when we're supposed to say the N word? Murray Rothbard once said something nice about David Duke. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Wait, what duo are we of the libertarians? Uh, duo. Let's see. You are ambiguously gay duo. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna go Gary Johnson and Bill Weld. That's oh, exactly no. right. That's exactly oh. where I was going, Maddie. No. That's exactly where I was going. Oh my god. Uh, well, we are uh, peaceful treason, and uh, you can find us at peacefultreason.com. Uh, we're most active in the social medias uh, on Twitter, which is at peaceful treason. And uh, we're on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, uh, Stitcher. And I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, hit us up on Discord. Um, we we talk all the usual anarchist, libertarian nonsense. Plus, we talk a bit about beer. Yeah, we do a we do a little uh, segment in the middle of our podcast called Cerveza of the Week. Not it's not as intense and like pointed as Tasting Anarchy's uh, uh, shtick. Oh, we do like. There's that white wing nas- uh, racism that we were looking for. <laughs> right, right, right. That's why we're far right, of course. <laughs> but uh, we, we were actually drinking on this special beer for this occasion. Um, it's from Hoof Hearted Brewing. Never heard of them. But the beer is called Did We Just Become Best Friends? Yeah. Uh, which is obviously the Step Brothers reference. Um, this was kind of a, a Childerberg episode. And uh, yeah, that was uh, probably our biggest takeaway from Childerberg was making meet, friends, meeting complete strangers, but feeling right at home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I, I think it, not everybody has. I Well, actually, I think everybody has done gone, gone ahead and introduced themselves as at Tasting Anarchy. Both Mason and me, I, I'm one half of Tasting Anarchy. Is we listen to all of your guys' shows and we enjoy them thoroughly, especially. Um, the cerveza of the week because we're both drunks and so, so we, always, <laughs> we always want to know what alcohol there is that's, that we haven't tried yet yeah word yeah last question all right oh yeah uh, best alcohol because she'd say oh it's a good last question and uh, what's the best alcohol bourbon scotch or get the fuck out i'm with <laughs> I, I say I, I drink a lot of beer but i say scotch as well really wow I think you guys are all very much mistaken as you can get now granted it's expensive, but you can get very, very, very good Cabernet Sauvignon from Napa Valley, California. That it, sounds more like money. I thought it was alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cabernet, Cabernet Sauvignon from Napa Valley. If you, there, there's a very good uh, Cabernet Sauvignon from uh, it's called Pina. It's Cabernet Sauvignon. It is in it's stellar. Now, Wine. You can just yeah, say wine. It is wine, yeah. Um, it is white, white wine. No, 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 no. It's red wine. It's very, very heavy, very full mouth bodied. It's it's not like okay. So a lot of people who are who like alcohol fine, they like you know white claw or they like you know whatever. Um, they're going to like these kind of lighter alcohols. Now Cabernet Sauvignon, that's not for you. You're probably going to want like what what Miko and Shane are drinking right now. Cab. Uh, uh, Sauvignon Blanc, mm-hmm. lighter, fruitier, 
it's going to have maybe maybe a little bit of grassiness to it or whatever. That's a that's a great a great summer wine. Fantastic. I I love I, I love Sauvignon Blanc. But if you want like kind of more of a serious like uh, pondering, it's it's very pensive. You've got to think about this wine. You need Pina. <laughs> One hundred dollars a bottle. <laughs> this is already a longer segment than any one of our cervezas of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jake, yeah. Jake, I just have one question: Does it does it come in a box or? <laughs> no, it does not come in a box. Now, Graham, if you want boxes, cans, box, it comes in cans. Nice. If you want, if you want cans, I've got suggestions. If you want boxes, I've got suggestions. If you want expensive and the best thing there is, I've got that as well. So, Car, Car did you answer? No, I'll keep it pretty brief. I think probably bourbon. Yeah. Bourbon, okay. Don't lie. What? We all <laughs> know what bourbons, the actual answer is. Well, no, that's my, that's, my, that's my around town. That's my around town oh, okay. vehicle. All right, fine, fine, fine. Okay. Okay. Come on, before, before we end, like, explain to everybody your experience this weekend. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, we uh, Jacob and I stopped at a, a winery on the way back up and there, there was one type of wine i don't even remember what it was but it was really great it was a red wine i don't do you remember what it was yeah it was, it was a red blend it was uh from hill country uh it was i don't know i don't remember what it was but it was cabernet sauvignon merlot and, and cabernet franc it was great um, yeah carb liked it a lot one of the things i thought was very interesting <laughs> about this about this winery <laughs> damn it damn it car I know. <laughs> I should have been like, nah, I don't really remember this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> Got to run. All right, all right, all right. We'll, leave, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. But it was Angelina Winery. If you guys have a chance, it's about an hour south of Dallas. Go ahead and check it. Check it out. It, it is. It's an interesting winery. They do. They have. Uh, they have. Um, Three hours later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is the thing. This is what wine is like. Is it like I'll talk about wine forever? They had um, Blanc, Blanc de Bois or Blanc de Bois is one of the things. Is it's a hybrid grape. It's it's, it's a mix between American grapes and, and French grapes. Uh, it, it it's very interesting. Most people don't like Blanc de Bois because it does have sort of that American taste, but. I thought they did a really good job, especially for, for their low temperature ferment. So go ahead and check that out. <laughs> we, That's all I have to say. We'd probably check that out because mm -hmm. we're near that area. So probably yeah. Yeah. If you all guys right, go so down, let me know. I'll go down again. Hop yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are your favorites? Our favorites? Yeah. Uh, I like water. Oh, come on. Okay. Alcoholic water. Seltzer oh, water. I do like, yeah, I like a, I like a good Peroni. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm basic. <laughs> <laughs> what you? Obviously, mine is Sauvignon Blanc, but it has to be from New Zealand. Yeah. Oh man, you're, 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 wow. man, you are, you're keyed in. You've got great taste. She, yeah, she's. I can the, tell if it's from California. She's the kind of. It's not the same. She's definitely the, the connoisseur of the, of the. Team. You know what? I like I'm just I, I'm just like that. I prefer my scotch from Scotland. So mm. no, I like my scotch from, <laughs> scotch from Iceland. <laughs> Make it there. I know that was the point. All right. <laughs> okay. Anyway, anyway. Um. Anyway, so yeah, we'll go ahead and end it. Uh, and we're last, so of course, you know, we're I get what 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 are we like the fucking Christian conservatives of the group? I guess I don't know. I don't know. We're we're the part of the we're problem. We're the status. Yeah, that's right. We're the status. <laughs> uh, we're, we're the we're we're the Milton Friedmans of the group. <laughs> so uh, no, no offense to Milton Friedman, we actually have the same birthday. So happy birthday, Milton Friedman. Oh. 
Yeah, we do. Shout out, shout we out do. to Milton. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, you can you can uh, you know all of our all the stuff for us is in the description, so we don't have to say anything. No, fuck that. Um, you should put everybody else's stuff in the description too. Yeah, I'll I'll do that. Hopefully, I I won't forget who was in because because I know Rebel with the Cause was in too, so I'll make sure to do that as well. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for for coming on. We'll have to do this sometime. Apparently, this was a Childerberg episode, so maybe we'll do. <laughs> No, once a once a year, I guess. I don't know. Once a year. <laughs> Thanks for having us on. Yeah. Yeah, By the way, you. while Thanks. while we're talking about Eric Haler, I'm on I'm on his show Thursday. Boom. Nice. Synergy. So yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you all for uh, joining, and uh, yeah. Bye. Thanks, Shane. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Now you know what's happening. Thanks for listening. If you want to support the show, go to hapasupremacy.com and follow our social media. Have a great day.